Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brothers and sisters and guests. Welcome to a edition of the Dawa Hour. Now, I've got to make an announcement before we go any further, before I uh, introduce my co-hosts and my brothers. Um, in fact, I'll introduce them first. Why not? Let's introduce them first. So I've got with me here, that side there, I've got Richie. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you, bro? I'm not good. I'm good. Happy to be back uh, on the show. It's been a while. Yeah, I think I had, had a bit of a break, um, yeah. but I'm excited to continue. Good. And we've got our other brother, our beloved brother, Brother Salahadeen. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. How is everyone doing? I'm good, bro. How are you, man? Alhamdulillah, good. Yeah, I'm glad to be back on this platform and really looking forward to the show. Are you on your bike, bro? When you're on your little on my stepper. You can see me bobbing up and down. Yeah. So every time you see Salahuddin bobbing up and down, <laughs> yeah, it's basically he's doing some steps, yeah? MashaAllah. So, um, right, before we start, brothers and sisters, please share, because this is a new time for us, okay? And there's a reason I mention yeah. it now is because we've actually decided, because we've had a bit of a break this um, few three, three, two, three weeks we've been off, we've had a bit of a break just to strategize again. Um, and one of the things is that we're moving our dawa hour to this time and this day, inshallah, on Mondays, there you go, a new time, Mondays at 7 p.m. So let people know, share this stream. Um, Brother Hassan, have you shared it around as well? There you go. That's yeah, he's putting it out, man, he's putting it out. Brother Hassan, the uh, station manager of, of Stream Islam. Uh, Saladin, you sent it around, yeah? Doing it now. Go on, good lad. Yeah. Right, okay, and everyone else, please share the stream, share the link, yeah. Uh, because look, we're all moving to a new time. We are going to uh, start doing it on Mondays, inshallah, at 7 p.m. 7 p.m., yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, alhamdulillah. Um, <clears throat> and that's it. That's the, that's the announcement. Yeah, I think, uh, inshallah, Nadim will be joining us as well. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, our, uh, brother Nadim, unfortunately, couldn't make it with us. But we had a really, really good discussion and meeting with him last week uh, on some of the ideas and some of the plans where we want to take our, our show some of the topics and some of the themes that we're going to talk about. It's very exciting stuff, inshallah. And inshallah, everyone, you know, it's again like we've done with previous shows. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, sister Niyama. Um, we're going to, inshallah, have shows that are going to be, um, that um, will involve other people, interaction. And uh, yeah, I think I think you'll enjoy them, inshallah. All right. So that's basically the new announcement what we're going to be planning to do. Let's move on with today's show. What we got, bro? Uh, yeah, so the brothers and sisters who are obviously tuning back in, we've been going through A to Z of Dawah, going through the alphabet and picking out how that is relevant to street Dawah in particular, but also Islamic awareness in general. So okay. we're going to kick it off with... Good. So we're on Q. We're Q. on the letter Q now. We've gone through A to E. Yes. We've done A to E. Now we're yeah. on Q. Now... Um, all, the format, what we normally try and do, brothers and sisters, is we'll give you um, what we think as part of Q. We have something that we think is Q, and then we'll add some stuff to that. If there's any other Qs that we can think of, I know you've already got a Q in your mind. And then what we'll do is we'll go to yourselves as the audience and as the people who are watching, and please comment below what you think, what you would add to this as Q. Um, and uh, yeah, I can, I can imagine everyone's going to say Quran. Oh, that's a bit, that's a good one. Okay, it's all to do. With, it's all to do with street dawah. Remember, we're relating it back to street dawah. So let's kick it off 
<laughs> I've given all you already. Yeah. So we went with, uh, well, the first one to begin, that Q is for Quran or the Quran? Q is for Quran. Okay. Now, obviously, we couldn't, we could not have gone with Q is for Quran. I mean, we could have done with a K and spelled Quran with a K. <laughs> but we could not have done Q without it being for Quran. Okay. Um, because, brothers and sisters, very important as part of your dawah, when you are explaining and calling people to Islam, refer back to the Quran. Use the Quran in your dawah. It's so vital that you use the book of Allah when it comes to your dawah. Because why am I saying that? Because a lot of the arguments that people have, Allah's already dealt with them in the Quran. Yeah. You know, Allah's already dealt with, you know, how the, the creation of the heavens and the earth came about. What's the purpose of life? Who he is? Yeah. Why we are here? What our purpose is? Allah's already explained all of these things in the Quran. So you have to use the Quran in your dawah. Uh, Saladin, what else are your thoughts on this one, bro? Okay, Bismillah. Um, yes, absolutely. You know, it's the foundation of the faith. Um, it's got all of the sort of methodologies and messages and the actual instructions yeah um and so obviously when you're trying to connect with someone you know that's probably one of the main foundations of explaining islam is through the quran itself yeah. and yeah. to also talk about revelation why it's so important good yeah um, yeah there's so many things you can expand upon when it comes to the quran brilliant uh, yeah yeah i was gonna say you touched on something very important there because as part of a methodology that we teach on how to give dawah, we use the GORAP approach, right? Uh, yeah. So the GORAP approach, if you don't know what it is, go to brothers and sisters, go to training.iera.org and you'll see the IERA, um, the IERA uh, training course for how to give dawah. And you'll, you know, you can actually go on that course and it goes through elements of the GORAP on how to give dawah the G, the O, the R, the A, and the P. Now, What's relevant here in our discussion of the Quran is R for revelation, which is something that you talk about when you give the when you give the dawah, when you explain the dawah, when you explain, um, when you go through explaining Islam to a non-Muslim, you talk about revelation. So Saladin, I'll let you go and explain a little bit more about what the revelation entails, inshallah, and then I'll go to uh, I got a Johnny by we might go easy Johnny, you're all right there. <laughs> Mashallah, yeah. So. Obviously, it's one of the main foundations of explaining Islam is the aspect of revelation and the need for revelation. Yeah, uh, It's an essential part of um, most faiths and obviously, especially Islam, is to understand that, you know, guidance comes from Almighty God. But to also explain, like, how do we receive that guidance and in what form is it today that we yeah. can take the lessons from the guidance and, and essentially teach us how to live lives that are spiritual, fulfilling and pleasing to God. And so the Quran is so vast, so diverse. Um, and so when you're explaining the Quran, there's so many different elements you can touch upon. Yes. It's interesting because, you know, when you're, when you're speaking to people, people are not just of one kind. People come from different sort of backgrounds, different, uh, they have different questions, they have different um, things that they want to speak about. And the Quran covers a wide range of subjects that you can touch upon. Mm. So it's a very powerful tool. And, you know, when you look at 
sort of the street dower, because we're talking about street dower. Yeah. Look at the Christians. They really utilize this aspect of revelation. Well, when they're doing their missionary work in dawa and essentially we need to um we need to do more of that inshallah when it comes to because you know we've been told that even if you know one ayah you should share it with the people and it's talking yeah. about revelation the quran yeah good alhamdulillah you know I, I made a point on that it's like um you know when we explain the gorap methodology when we're talking to non-muslims you know we we, we do ex we do simply say that you know your 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 logic can only take you so far. There's got to be a stage where you've got to go, you know what, why Why is there, you know, these, you know, these existential questions, these deeper questions that we have, why, what's the purpose of life? Why is there evil? None of us can really answer those, those, those questions. The only one that can really answer those questions is Allah, right? So that's why we go to revelation. We talk about revelation, explain that. Revelation will give you the answer to all those simple questions. And really what you're trying to do, brothers and sisters, when it comes to street dawah, we're talking about the Qur'an here, cue for Qur'an, what you're trying to do, first and foremost, yeah, exactly, good. So what the purpose and the real, real aim is to show that the Qur'an is from God. That's ultimately it. How do you show that the Qur'an is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Okay. Um, I'm going to go to, um, I was going to go to to Johnny, but... He looks a bit like in the like you look in the dark, bro. What put some light on Am your I? Oh, bro, I'm in the room like it's um oh, low light. Okay. That's why. All Sorry right. about that. Uh, no problem, Johnny. Talk to me about the Quran, bro. In terms of the street dial for Quran. <clears throat> Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And <clears throat> two, I mean the Dawa and Quran. So it goes like hand in hand. Obviously, you cannot have any better methodology. Then the mm. Quran have itself because if you if you and I think that we have a better way to convey the message of Allah, not mentioning the Quran, then then we have to check our sanity. It's as simple as that. So basically, point. so you can never have a better methodology than the Allah and His Messenger. So now the Quran, mm. Subhanallah, you know the the like so I was listening to Sulba. He's like, how do you explain to people? Like Quran is from Allah, and that sometimes, as a me, as like a normal person, it thinks like you know what? I don't have that kind of knowledge, or to speak to people the linguistic miracle of the Quran, these and that. But end of the yeah. day, even you can give someone the all the miracle of the Quran, the linguistic miracle, the germs, if their heart is not in the right place, it's not going to do anything. However, though, you know Allah says Allah shall never leave someone hanging. And uh, Allah will guide them, those who are seeking for the guidance. This is the promise of Allah. And we know the word of Allah, Al-Haqq. The promise yeah. of Allah is truth. So when you see someone, and you know, as being in the field of Dawah, you deal with the human beings on a daily basis. And you know, it's, as soon as they speak, and you should be able to know that where he's coming from. And yeah. then you give the treatment. But the thing is, whether they understand or not, let them hear the verses of Quran, recite to them, and then translate that to them. And Allah, there is nothing is more powerful than the kalam of Allah. And if you are sincere, whatever comes from the heart, strike through the heart. And that will go to the heart. And Allah will grant them a fat opening for them. And this is Quran. Is, there is nothing is more powerful than the Quran. And for ourselves as well, as a da'i, you have to read Quran and try to understand. And then speak to people. And it, it will have a Baraka, inshallah. Good. Now, just on that note, guys, there is a way um, 
You know what I talked about before? Um, <laughs> I talked about before of, um, what was I saying? Yeah, there's, there's, when you're talking about the Quran and you want to ensure that the purpose and the aim is that you, that you make them understand the Quran is from Allah, right? That's the key goal. Uh, now, I'm going to go to Richie here for this one, yeah? So there are, there's a really good book. I don't know if you, have you read the book, Eternal Challenge, Richie? Yeah, yeah I've read that book, yeah. So, so it, it's, it's on the shelf. Yeah. Show the book, man. Show the book. Go get the book. Oh, I'll I go get the book while I'm talking. So the Eternal Challenge is a book that was uh, published by IERA on the Quran itself, okay? And it really explains and talks about how you really ultimately show that the Quran is from Allah, right? So I'm going to ask Richie to talk a little bit. There you go. Go on, Richie, lad. About quality. Richie now and ask Richie to talk a little bit about all the different ways. Do you know what? There's a there's a comment here, yeah, uh, from Sister Niyama. Q is really difficult. Can't think of anything right now that begins as a letter. You know what? I actually thought that the same. And I've just done a quick search for letter, words beginning with Q. Q, letter. Four, five, and I've got six that I'm going to talk about afterwards in a second. But Richie. Talk about a little bit about the 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 um, how can we prove the Quran is from Allah? Very briefly, bro. I think briefly it's some open. I think Sahil mentioned the Eternal Challenge. It's a nice book that goes through it. I think there's a number of different arguments, a number of different angles that you can come towards this. I think the first one and the best one, or a good one to start with, is to talk about the linguistic or the literary miracle of the Quran. I think that's a good one to start with because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala Himself, many places in the Quran, He gives a challenge to the disbelievers, to the doubters, that if they you know, if they doubt this book, then they should try and produce one chapter like it. Yeah, um, and, you know, as we know, the Arabs at the time, they were best in their language and their literature. And they had tried and they attempted to do this, and then they failed. Or they even they gave up and they tried to attack him and things like this. So one is going through the linguistic or the literary uh, argument for the Quran. Again, this book goes through it quite nicely. There's many, you know, things on YouTube from uh, Brother Hamza Zaltzis, Abdurrahim Green has videos, and there's a lot of content out there on that. Um, another, I think, angle is talking about the preservation of the Qur'an, that Allah in the Qur'an, he gives a prophecy that he's going to protect and preserve the book. And then if you look at the history of how the Qur'an was preserved through memorization and also through written manuscripts, you realize that this book over 1,400 years hasn't been changed. And I think that our, uh, something that we say quite often I think it was last week I was watching a video on the history of Britain, quite random. Right. And it was like, oh, 800 CE. Yeah, random. It was like 800 CE. Oh, we think they were doing this. We don't really know what was going on in Britain. Right, right. But then I realized Quran's already been revealed. It's finally, yeah. They're like talking about the history of Britain. They're not sure. Maybe this happened, this happened. Yeah, we have that text. So it is pretty remarkable that text has lasted that long and hasn't yeah. been changed. Yes. Um. Yeah, like when you put in that context, it's pretty impressive. I think as well, you can talk about the Quran speaks about prophecies, things that will happen in the future that yeah. came true as well. The Prophet also did the same. As well, the Quran speaks about some historical stories, historical events, um, and speaks about them in a manner which people at the time, they didn't understand. They didn't know those specific characteristics or events happened like that. Um, as well, you can talk about we say that the Quran is multi-layered in its approach how its language also addresses 7th century society, but also its language can also apply to us in modern day and yeah. speak about things that necessarily we only learned recently. And I think one, honestly, for the Quran, is just to speak about its message as well. 
how it teaches that monotheism and pure oneness in God. I think when you put all these arguments together and extra arguments, um, it, it's a very convincing case. So I think that's a summary. I don't know if you want to add anything, Sahil, if I missed anything. Oh, I think you summarised it well, man, unless you brothers unless you brothers down there want to add anything to that. So that no, I just want to... Richie? Uh, Johnny? No, I just want to say, like, I had one of uh, one of Sheikh, Sheikh Yorbeg. So he was in USA, so he found a brother, became Muslim. He was uh, from the white background. So he asked him, say, what was that that brought you to Islam? Uh, and he said it was, it was in the, when I was reading the Quran, it has nothing that, obviously, he didn't understand the miracle of the, like, linguistic miracle. And what he said, what I found is amazing with my little knowledge that the majesty of approaching people to that way Allah approached to you, that way Allah mentioned you. It just, it's like, as I was reading, it's like the book was reading me. So this book is a living book. It's a, it's a miracle by its nature. It's like, yeah. What is going to hit you, you don't know. It's like, if you read this book with open mind, there is no other way that you will not discover yourself in that book. That's impossible. You will discover yourself. So that's amazing. The majesty of Allah, that way Allah addresses himself and to, and to the humanity. It's just a good. beyond. Good, good, good. I like that. Alhamdulillah. All right. I'm just saying, Sahil, on the, sorry, on the Quran, I think, on the context of street dawah, the Quran is good to have out on the stall. Because yeah. in our experience, so many people come over and they're like, is that like a, a translation? And Oh, okay, how much is it? Is it £5, £10? No, no, it's free. And they're like really amazed by it. Actually, it brings people in, having the crowns out there. It's also an opportunity to give them out for people to read them. So I think in the context of Street Dial, we're having copies and a good translation. I think that that's also good. good. So I'm going to throw a spanner in the works here. Question. Should you... Give out Quran copies of the Quran or not? What are your thoughts? Salahuddin, please. Sorry? I said Salahuddin, go on, please, because me and Salahuddin we had an experience in Wembley. So I'll share that later on, but I'll let Salahuddin speak. My brother okay. Salahuddin, over to you. <laughs> Just like her. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when it comes to doing street dawah and having access to materials. Yeah, printed and distributed and shipped. Obviously, all of these come at a cost, and it's important to understand that you know that we don't have uh, unlimited resources, and also yep. you know you don't want to waste um, things that you're printing. Um, but it's an essential tool in terms of um, getting, as Richard mentioned, you know, uh, getting people into the store, engaging in conversations. But I would say probably the best. Um, dawa sort of you know information that you could hand someone is probably the quran because you hear countless stories of people who take away the quran and at that moment they may not embrace islam or not really be interested in islam but they're really interested in having a copy especially as richie said it's free and you find a lot of people they do sort of value it and they're shocked that it's available and it's free and you find so many stories that people over time when they start reading the quran you know, for themselves and by when they're with themselves at home, that a lot of people start getting interested into Islam. So I would say, I think it's a good idea to hand out Qurans for people that are, you know, genuinely, you're trying to think genuinely interested right. in Islam. Okay, good. Which, uh, Johnny, what were you going to say? No, I was, uh, what, I, what I thought you said, like, uh, should we um, hand out the translation of the Quran? 
Is it probably is it okay or not? That's what I thought. That's what I'm saying. Uh, because, That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, and the thing is, uh, obviously, like I, I just want to echo Salahuddin, like what he said. That's true because that is the best form of information about Allah and His Deen. Uh, you can give that's a translation of the Quran because most people they will not understand Arabic, so English is the, the secondary way to get them the message across. So I think that yeah, we have to, and also. Even though we don't have an unlimited uh, resource, that's true. But at the same time, uh, by the permission of Allah, we can afford. It's always there is always a way. Where there is a will, there is a way, and we, we can make a, uh, make effort to print them and give it to people. And alhamdulillah, just like few days ago, a brother from Liverpool um, contact me. Like he said, brother, I need as many Quran as you can give me. What do you mean? He's like, we need like more than five thousand Quran a month just to distribute. And there's a big team, mashallah tabarakallah. People are working, mashallah tabarakallah. People are trying to do as much as they can do to convey the message of Allah. May Allah accept that from, from us. And most importantly, may Allah not make this work of dawah, hujjah against us, which is very important to remember always. Even, uh, even though it's not pleasing to hear all the time, but we have to remind that. Yeah, so uh, regarding the question, Shulbay, I think, yeah, we should, we should uh, hand over the Quran and the other. I'm, as well. I'm, I'm indifferent on this, bro. Oh, brothers, on, I'm in from, right because I feel as though, like, okay, if I was if I was a non-Muslim, and you handed me this book to read and said read this, it would put me off. Mm. It would put you're me off. Six, you're on a sixty-second TikTok. How, how, why? Why? Well, yeah, why would that put me off? Why? Look, why? well, look, right. We 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 live in a generation now where everything's like. Quick and instant, right? Instant gratification. You've got mm -hmm. you've got Netflix series which are which are binge watchers. Everyone binge watching everything now. You know, everyone wants like, like TikTok videos on uh, sixty YouTube seconds. Shorts, yeah. More than that, YouTube videos, YouTube shorts, all of this stuff. It's like everyone wants things quick and easy now. It's like people don't mm -hmm. read anymore. Well, I'm not saying people don't read anymore. That's a bit harsh. But people don't like a lot of people don't read like proper books anymore. Um, so, like, how do you how do you get around that? You know, if you may allow me to say that, so, but I think it's um, uh, whatever you said, that's uh, that's true. At the same time, it's not true for everyone. I mean, look, bro, the generation that I'm we have, is, I'm talking general. Yeah, no, the generation that we're producing now, it is like as a fifty. Uh, I mean, most of them are junk because we we gone. We are so much into junk. That's that's so true. We don't like to read. We don't like. To, we just want to see like a ten second of TikTok video seven hours a day. Even though I'm learning nothing, but these are the lost cases anyway. I mean, all you need to do because yeah, I think cases, so bro, what is no, no 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 what I mean what I mean. So if you think that uh, I mean I don't think any other piece of information is more effective than Quran. So I I would still say Quran is the the primary thing that he should hand out. That's that's my position. And I, yeah, you can give me another booklet. And the people who is not interested to read, bro, they will not read. But but I need to tell you something. There is the Imam. He's well known, but I, I forgot his name. I heard that from his mouth. And what he said, one of his colleagues gave him a Quran as a pocket Quran as a gift in his birthday. And he was so he's like, man, people give me gift, and he, he gave me a book. And he said it's a Quran. So he said I didn't even care. I just threw it in the bookshelf. Ten years after ten years. It's exactly ten years after I had that book with me. Sorry. I opened that book. I mean, bro, 
Hold on. Yeah. I get it. No, hold on. I get it, right? That story, I get that story, but... No, I no, it's the story. It's the power of that, power of that few ayah that he read. That's what I mean. Oh, That's I can give you another story of a person who had a book on Islam, a book on Islam, and, you know, they read that, and then they, uh, they accepted Islam based on that. Right? Yeah, I understand that, brother. There will be so many people, but what I'm trying to say, I think the Quran is the, the most primary source that you should consider to hand out I rather agree. than the other thing. So why can't we have a summarized version of the Quran that would be better? Yeah, yeah we should have, yeah. Would a summarized version have. of the Quran not be better to hand out? I'm just, I'm so, just thinking... So hell, it, isn't it a balance? Because... You, you can't say no. You can't have Quran. You're not yeah. gonna. De- you're not. You're not gonna deprive someone that's asking for yeah. the word of Allah. Yeah. But I, I agree. I'm not gonna like engage people with handing them out. That needs to be leaflets and other stuff. I don't. Think Isn't it balance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it those that are asking? Oh yeah, I've always been wanting to read. I'm really interested. Give them a copy. But yeah. the guy who's trying to rush it, to the I bus, I'm not gonna throw a copy at him. Like my argument really is this: is I don't like the idea of. Handing out Qurans like you're handing out leaflets. No, no, right. no, that's true. That's true. I, I, yeah. don't that. yeah. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I think we've come to a good balance and a good conclusion on it is that there should be a bit. So, how do you stop doing this, man? People are getting sick. Yeah, someone was in the comments, man, saying they're feeling sick. No way. So they heard it. Yeah, we, we can see like you're dancing, bro. Saladin got ants in his pants. Feeling seasick. He's uh, just to clarify, he's on a uh, stepper. Uh, yeah, like, he's on a stepper. How many steps do you do a day, Asladin? I try to aim for 10,000. But... Mashallah, Sabarakallah. Everyone say Mashallah, Sabarakallah. So, uh, mashallah, Mashallah. Brother, your face is like, full of noor. Looking, looking at your face, right, 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 I'm feeling good. Leave him, leave him, leave him. Don't leave him. Yeah, leave him. All right, anyway, going back to the point, I think a good balance on this is that. Yes. Um, is to have Qur'ans, but it's not something that we should, everyone should be, you know, you should give to everyone. Because, like, like I, honestly, I honestly believe that a lot of people don't read big texts anymore. Yeah, it seems quite daunting. I would. If someone I gave me, like, a 600-page book, yeah. like, I'll read this. Bro, bro, Muslims haven't read the Qur'an properly yet. Yeah, that's that's why we, we are who we are. That's not it. That's, no, forget that's, about uh, who, that's we are, who we are. I'm just saying, if you're talking about handing it to a non-Muslim... Have Muslims read it? Have, have but you again, like I said, if they're really interested, then yeah, definitely take one. And yeah, yeah. But I think you I also. Think, he, I just wanted to make this point because I balance, yeah. Balance. You also find. It's you a also balance. find the people. Sorry, stop talking over me, man. Can I add something? I think uh, one of the things uh, about the Quran uh, that we haven't mentioned is when doing street dawah which is so powerful, is when you get them to listen to a recitation of the Qur'an. Right? You know, you see these videos on YouTube where you have a surah and it's being recited in the Arabic and it has the English translation and you explain it to the person. So many times you hear people have such a spiritual connection. You know, they get very emotional. They, you know, there's an outpour of emotion and they can't, a lot of the times they can't explain it. Or if you just tell them to listen to it, ask them, you know, what do you think this is talking about? You know, they have this connection. So this is another element, especially in today's day and age, where you're talking about, you know, people are not really ready to read, but they're ready to listen, you know? They're, yeah. they're ready to listen. So you can give them audio versions of the Quran. You can get them to listen to the recitation of the Quran, explain it. And this is a very powerful element of the Quran when, when giving da'wah on the street. You, you know why that is, that is true? Because the Quran is a ruqya, right? 
it's a spiritual healing, right? So it will has certain elements to it. And I'm sure you may, many of you may have seen the um, the uh, podcast with Jordan Peterson and our brother Muhammad Hijab. And he recites the Quran and Jordan Peterson is asking like, why did you recite the Quran? Why did you do that? Like, what, what made you do that? And <laughs> after a while, our brother Muhammad is like, well, there's a reason why. Ultimately, it's because we know it's a, it's a, it has a, it has a spiritual healing behind the, uh, yeah. to it. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there is an element of that. I think that's a good point as well. Sorry, Johnny, you were going to say something, bro. No, no, no. I said like a glad tidings for you. We have a short version of Quran as well. Yeah. It's called Quran, a short journey. So yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, the thing is, when we're giving dawah, you understand that people's label after a conversation. You don't hand out the Quran. The guy has no interest. Maybe he he more interested to know about science. Give him a making sense of God. Or yeah. maybe he has a different question. Life after life, the last messenger. You know what I mean? So, and if you find someone is a, got interested in Quran after a conversation, you understand their label and then keep them. So, Alhamdulillah, I just want to say the people who are listening, you know, mashallah, we have we, we have a booklet on every sector, like mashallah, we have a booklet on the last messenger, we have a booklet on the uh, hereafter, like life after life. We have a book on the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is called Love of God. Then we, we have a book on the God testimonies and Tawheed. So alhamdulillah. And Quran is short journey as well. So if you guys want to have any Dawah materials, just uh, visit our website and place the, the and I'll send it to you. So it's not yeah. a problem. So alhamdulillah. 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 Okay, I think we've... Oh, what's this comment? By, uh, go on, Richie, read that comment out. Uh, Imran Hussain from Epistemics. He says, many people are not ready to receive the whole Quran immediately. However, if it's given after some Dawah covering the basics with them, then it's better. Good point. Good point. Imran, this is I think as well, sorry, maybe explaining what the book's about will help them as well understand it when, when they have it. Imran Hussain from Epistemics should be on this uh, podcast right <laughs> now. I don't know why he's not, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we, I, think, I think we've come to certain conclusions about uh, Q for Quran. Let's have some other letters. What else have we got? So I have another one. I had a few. Uh, one thing I had was... Okay, I don't know where I'm going with this, but just I'm just going to say it and let you guys <laughs> kind, of, kind of work your way around it, all right? So it's two cues. There's two cues. It's... <laughs> it's quality, not quantity. Ooh, okay. Ooh. What do you think? Does it... Yeah. Yeah. So what is I that, mean by that, this, that... when I thought about this, this is what I mean by this, okay? So when you're giving dawah, the dawah isn't all about the quantity. It's not about how many leaflets you hand out or how many people you have on your team, okay? How many shahada you got? Yeah, it's not even about that. It's not even about how many shahadas you got, right? It's about quality, not about the quantity, okay? Because, and I think this is a part of our deen, guys, right? Our deen is like this. It is about the quality of the work that you do not about how much you do, right? That's why the Prophet ﷺ said what? The best deeds are the ones that are done regularly, even if they are small, okay? So I would say, um, yeah, I would say quality, uh, sorry, quality, yeah, quality, not quantity is my, my thought on this. Anyone want to share and add anything to that? I think this is, uh, Solva, it's a very good point. And like you said, this is a part of our deen. And certainly it is because it goes back to, I think you can, it's a holistic approach. You can go through everything. Like the, 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 like the hadith, towards the end of the time, Muslim will be like a 
numerous, like a form of the ocean, but there will be no quality. So that quantity is not of use. Mm. And that, that doesn't count either. Yeah. So it's not, we Muslims, Islams basically, doesn't play with the number game. It, it, it has no value. Like yeah. we've seen the miracle, we go to, you read the history, you read the battle, all the things, there was not about the number. It was the tawakkul in Allah and the quality that those believers had a quality. They were a man, real woman. So they knew how to have a connection with Allah. They knew how to take from the treasure of Allah. That was their, their weapon that I have Allah. Certainly that was a quality. In our time, obviously we have a, with numbers and like, mashallah, 2.5 billions. And may Allah make us the people who has the quality. And I think you get the point. Yeah, no, no, Jazakallah, okay, good point. Saladin, what are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to put a spanner in the works. <laughs> oh, go on. Yes, bro. Yeah, yeah, obviously what you're talking about is um, it's sort of logical, it's rational, it makes sense. Go on, go on. I like it. Go on. Talk but, to me, bro. So, but also, you know, when we can come to doing dawah, our examples are, you know, uh, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and the previous prophets, the companions, you know, of, of the prophets. So one of the examples we use regularly when giving dawah in terms of motivating people and training them on how to use the techniques is the, the story of Prophet Nuh, yeah. right? And it's mentioned in the Quran that there's a surah mentions, you know, the story of his dawah. Yeah. And in there, it talks about the techniques that he used. So he was giving, you know, dawah day and night, privately, publicly, you know, so much dawah. And they say, you know, it was over a period of 950 years. Good. So uh, this is a lot of quantity, right? Yeah, very much so. And so, you know, how do we now reconcile? I'll reconcile it for you now. With the quantity. You know. there's, there's, there's quantity and there's quality quantity. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Right, there was a big difference between the the quality is fine, but because look at the end of the day, what happened at the end of the day, how many people still accepted that you take that example, you go with that story, how many people accepted at the end of it? Very few numbers, very few, very few people accept, accepted. But are you now going to sit there and say, Well, you know what, that no, his job, of course, it's not. No, Islam did his job, he did it properly, he did what he was meant to do, right. Because it was, it wasn't just quality. It was sorry, it wasn't just quantity. It was quality quantity. So but wasn't he wasn't he trying to reach as many people as possible? Yeah, of course. I'm saying like, would you not say like say to her like, oh, we need to do like a big event and huge events and a huge drive, like a big event to push it out. Yeah, look, I'm not against. Even I'm if not, like, even if maybe it's not all there, but we just I'm want to get against, it out yeah, and push yeah, it. Yeah, just doing. Big events, getting as many people, as many footfall, as much as you can, right? What I'm saying, though, is if you're going to do that, make sure the quality, the quantity is of quality. I'll give you an example, guys, right? My, one of my biggest lessons that I've learned a few years ago in giving dawah, and I've talked about this before, is when I give dawah at the Newcastle University Islamic Society Discover Islam Week. My first real year of doing it, right? Like when I first got into Dao and I first learned some of the techniques and I was like, yeah, I'm going to use these. Bro, I took 25 shahadas in a week. 
25 shahadas in a week, bro. There was like five a day. They were coming. People were just taking shahada. You know why? Because I got them where I wanted to get them. Take the shahada. Boom. Done. You know how many of them stayed on, on Islam? No idea. Zero. Wow. Bro, I told them. People didn't answer. Some people said, no, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't accept Islam. I called them. Some people didn't reply. Some people just uh, brushed me off. I, I honestly, there was there. I, I felt embarrassed at the end of it, but it was a massive lesson for me. And the lesson for me was, Subhanallah, it's like it was not. It's not about the numbers, because boy, it was so easy to get the shahadas. It was so easy, not so easy, but there was a lesson obviously there for me that Allah chose to give me that lesson of like it's not about the numbers that you get, like all these quality shahadas. And you know, this is important. This is an important part of the whole thing. So. I'm not against, again, having said all that, I'm not against the idea of having these big events, mass flyer, mass distribution, all of that stuff, but it should be done with Ihsan. All of this stuff should be done with Ihsan. It should be done with quality. Yeah? So, yeah, that's my point on that, alhamdulillah. Anyone else want to add on this uh, quality, uh, quantity um, discussion? All right. Let's move on to another queue. Anyone got any more queues? I have one. Go on. So uh, it's actually Arabic, but maybe we can use it. Go on. Uh, Kibla. Okay. Kibla. I saw Kibla earlier up. I think that was earlier up, but he's stealing people's comments. All right, go on. Though. Explain to me. Talk to me. Oh, was it mentioned in the comments? Mashallah. No, don't worry about it. Go on, Kibla. Talk to me. So obviously, you know, when you're explaining Islam, you know, one of the most important things that you want to explain is this the spiritual sort of dimensions of practicing and one powerful you know message you can give that you know this message uh you know islam is for the whole of humanity and we see this you know manifest in our daily lives five times a day when we pray five times a day we all point in that one direction towards the qibla as a sign of unity to show that humanity is one it is worshipping the one true God. And obviously the Qibla is based in, you know, in, in the house or, uh, you know, of worship in, in, in Mecca that was, you know, built by Ibrahim, alayhi salam, and his son. We know the story. So it's an ancient, you know, place of worship. And, you know, there's so much story regarding idol worship. You can go into idol worship and the history of idol worship in that region. It's a very powerful way to show, you know, unity and that there's one religion for all of humanity. And, and this is what Islam, you know, practically manifests. You see this uh, through our worship and our spirituality. OK, good. I like it. I like it. Although personally, I don't think I would ever use the word Qibla on the Dawah stall or on the, on the street, in street Dawah. But the, the sentiment and the concept that's behind it, I would say, yeah, it's a good point. It's a very okay. good point. Yeah. Anyone else want to add to that? No, I think that's a good, good. Here's my next one. No, I think I think Salahuddin explained beautifully well. Uh, and from that, what Salahuddin said, you can drive so many lessons if you want to have a conversation. I mean, you just can go on and on from the like as you're explaining the Qibla, and then you come to this uh, story of Ibrahim and Islam. You tell them. I mean, it's just you can just extract str lessons from the numerous. I think you can just go on and go on. So, alhamdulillah. That's a good, uh, good, uh, good point. I'll give you another one. All right. And again, I don't know where I'm going with this. So work with me on this. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I'm going with question, but if I'm, if I'm, so, okay, question is one of them. Because on the dower stall, on the street dower, I think it's a lot of times it's about giving the right question so you can get a right response and a good, and, and a good discussion going. But there's another element to question which I'm, I'm thinking of as well, and that is, it's another cue, but it's a quick question, right? Because how often, guys, is it when you're on street dower and people are just rushing by? People don't have time to stop. What is it that you're going to say that's going to get them to stop and think and, like, have a discussion with you? I think it's that's a quick a good question. One. Huh? That's a good one, very good one. Good question, right? So it's something like, yeah. excuse me, madam, I've got a quick question for you. What's the purpose of life? Or do you know anything about Islam? These are quick questions that a person, and this is practical, brothers and sisters, this is quite practical for on the Dow store. These are quite practical for you to use, you know, in thinking about how to stir up or drum up a conversation, how to start a conversation, like when you're um, when you're in the uh, you're on the Dow store in street Dow. Excuse me, madam. Can I ask you a quick question? What's your purpose of life? Or, excuse me, madam, can I ask you a question, quick question? What, um, what do you know about Islam? Excuse me, sir, quick question. Um, what do you think is going to happen to you when you die? Okay, don't ask that, because that might not go down well. But you get the point, yeah? A quick question may be something that will help you to start a dour conversation. So that's my... With the flyers. With the beautiful flyers that we have, it's called... Is life just a game? What's your what's your purpose? So these are uh, but the thing is as well by what you said, you need we you need to have a like a really holistic approach on that as well. Like Nadimba, Nadim Ashraf, mashallah tabarakallah, such a legend, may Allah keep him sincere. So you know that way he stops people such a with a humorous, like, beautiful way. I I mean that way he approaches he has his own way. Like yeah. uh, can I ask you a question? Like, what do you think about this flyer? It, yeah. um, you know it says like uh, is life just a game. What do you think? Tell me about it. Just quickly, what do you think? And it's just like, then you start conversation. And some people are, will not stop. They will just keep going. That's fine. That's why you are there for. And you just ask the people. Honestly, these flyers helps you so much to have interesting, interesting conversation. You know, some people are really like the uh, idea. Oh, that is like just a game. What do you mean? Let's talk yeah. about it. And yeah. then you, you just <laughs> go on and on and on. That's it. I like this. One. I like I like amazing. like soul by like soul by nose. Every time I give that, I say like you know wow wow whatever you said that's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I like <laughs> that's yeah, my approach. I, I like this <laughs> one here. Believe in God, raw and rugged, me no shyness. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's yeah, harsh, isn't it? Straight in. I like this one. Man, yeah, like so. Jordan. <laughs> Hi, what is the capital of Islam? Yeah, I would engage them. Questions, quick questions. <laughs> Start a conversation like you're gonna yes, interesting answers. If you ask this question, I'm sure there's gonna be a double take, right? But anyway, you get the point. A quick question. The other one I talked about was question, just generally questions, right? Because, like I said to you, like I said, like I was saying, sometimes it's all about like a good way of thinking about you as a die and what you're doing on the when you're dealing street dower or dower in general. It's like it's like a doctor patient thing, right? You're really there as a doctor to try and diagnose what the issue is with the individual and why they have a barrier to accepting Islam. And it could be anything. It could be a personal thing. It could be a rational thing. It could be something else, right? But that's what you're doing there. And, that's, and so asking the right type of questions may lead you to find out why the person or what the person has against Islam or what's stopping them from accepting Islam. 
So I think questions, thinking about, there's, and, and, and brothers and sisters, you know, there's an art to questioning, right? Uh, those who are teachers will know that um, questions, questioning has a very, it's, it's a specific art to the whole thing, yeah? Um, so yeah, try and learn a little bit about how to ask the right question. Just to, just to give you a bit of a tip, for me personally, I think it's about what, think about what objective you want out of your discussion and frame your question based on that. That's what I would say is, is when it comes to questions. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. comments or... Anything to add to first on that? Yeah, so quick questions. That's good. That's a double Q, right? Yeah. Quick questions. And also, um, I think linked to that, I think um, we've seen other DAO teams do this, and I think you guys have done this. It's linked to sort of questions. Is quiz having a yes. quiz? Yes. Oh, no, oh, how did you? Yeah, how did you miss that one? Look at that. No, I didn't miss it. I had it written down. Oh, okay, had it. Okay. Quiz. Don't uh, be giving away the other other letters. <laughs> Come on, Saladin, quiz. Go on. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you guys can probably speak about this a lot more from your own experience because you guys do it regularly. But having a quiz is a fun way to interact with a member of public to basically to get them to engage into a conversation you know it's easier to stop someone if you link it to some sort of you know um gift or something as well as a result of that it's going to make it easier to initiate so this is what you know street dial is all about trying to get into initiation get into conversation so quiz maybe you can talk about you know the, the current quiz that you guys are running in newcastle yeah. uh richie you want to talk about it? I was trying to grab a picture of it. Um, but yeah, it's a quiz. It's quite good. Well, are you trying to find a picture? I'll see if I can, I can go through it. Okay, so really yeah. what... It's actually, this This. This is a brainchild of um, one of my beloved brothers, Brother Abdulaziz. Shout out to Abdulaziz uh, from Kuwait, who basically told me to put something like this together. And we did it, first of all, in the Discovery Slam Week. And the reason we did it was to have a quiz where we wanted, we wanted students to go head-to-head -head against each other. True or false, right? And really, in all honesty, brothers, and this the, the, the purpose of the quiz isn't the be-all and the end-all. It's what comes after it, right? So it's your dawa. It's you giving dawa using what's in front of you as a quiz, right? And the questions that we had were things like um, angels are the daughters of God, true or false? Um, the it's, it, Jihad means terrorism, true or false? Um, we Muslims can eat. Uh, do not eat uh, between the night and the day during the during the sun sunrise hours um, in Ramadan, but they can drink water. True or false? But so there were all these different types of questions. But what I purposely tried to do was, I tried to make those questions in a way that we can we can then when we explain it, we talk and we actually give the message of Islam while doing it. So I made sure there were questions on the Prophet alayhi salam, on on even on things like. So one of the questions I think was something like. Um, that that uh, Islam started with the Prophet Muhammad, sallam. And the real reason I did that was to go to go to really explain and show people that no, Islam began at the since the since the since the time of Adam, right? This is the continuation of all the message of all the prophets and messengers, and that's the dawah, right? So you're so using a quiz is a really good one, alhamdulillah. I think that's a it's a it's a definitely a good one that we 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 uh, had, alhamdulillah. Um, Richie, yeah, Picture, but yeah, can't uh, there's not that good one, no. Allow it. Um, let's go to comments, bro. Let's see what everyone cool. else's contributions, man. I'm interested to see what everyone else has got. So, someone said, um, Q is for quiet, as in be quiet and listen whilst also doing dawah so you can understand what the other person is saying. Quiet, um, 
It's a good one. I think it's sometimes easy just to, you know, talk at a person for 10 minutes or oh, Islam says this, Islam says this. Absolutely. But um, sometimes you need to sit and listen, understand their position, and then obviously you're going to tailor exactly what material you're going to give them, exactly Absolutely. what are you going to tell them based on that. I would, a lot of our dawah is to do with, like, listening. <laughs> you know, a lot of skills is, is, is listening skills is part of your dawah. So, yeah, and listening skills requires you to be quiet. Yeah, good. Alhamdulillah. Brilliant one. Next. Um, someone said, Q for Al-Quddus. Allah is, Al- is Quddus, the Holy Divine. We can relate this to all of Allah, beautiful creation, purifying one's heart, speech and character. Yeah. That's a good one. I didn't think of that one. That's a good one. Alhamdulillah. Good. Uh, again, someone said, Q is for Qasim, the son of our messenger, Muhammad, sallallahu Okay. Not sure how it in street dower. Um, yeah, I don't know how I'd use it in street dower to be honest with you, but yeah, good point. Well, it's yeah, there you go. You see there that? You. So that's our quiz. You can see that's our quiz on the left. Um, it's test your Islamic knowledge, and then you've kind of got like, um, some like 10 questions, and then you've got a true or false bit on it as well. On the left. That's good. That's quite good. That was really good when we did that. And um, people love stopping. People love a little quiz. It's interactive. Everyone. And like I said, the questions are tailored in a manner that we can give a little short speech and clarify any misconceptions that they have about Islam. So, for example, the first question: Muslims believe in more than one God. True or false? And then, based on their answer, you can give a little talk about monotheism and the oneness yeah. of Allah. And people really relate to that. So, yeah. yeah, good. Do you give them? Uh... To give them something for completing the quiz. If they get yeah. seven out of ten or more, then they get a prize. But to be fair, they're going to get the prize anyway. It's just a it's a, it's a Muslim box of, of of literature. Oh, okay. Nice. In the past, though, we did uh, give out um, ten pound, like a voucher for ten pound at a halal restaurant in Newcastle. Oh, wow. If they get ten, yeah, if they get like a good score, they've got to get them all right. But there's some trick <laughs> questions in there, so they might not. Let's carry on. <laughs> Um, cool, that was really it. All we had for Q, there wasn't much comments. I think people were struggling with that letter. I saw one, I saw one. Um, uh, I think someone brought uh, Qalb. okay, nice. I didn't say that one. That's a heart, yeah. Qalb, here it is. Q is for Qalb, which in Arabic it means heart. We have to have a pure and sincere heart, have pure intentions, and do dawah only for the sake of Allah. SubhanAllah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's a massive part of your DAO. We've talked about this already before in, in other streams about, you know, the sincerity and making sure that you are sincere, alhamdulillah. All right, good. Any more, Richie? Have a look. Have a look. Um, yeah, I can't see any more. If anyone's got any more for Q related to DAO, street DAO. You haven't, you haven't said them already. We missed them. So if you have anything else for Q, add it, please. Uh, I can't think of anything else. And... Uh, yeah, it was a difficult one. Q. Have we had. Oh. Actually, I've got a few more. I do have. Oh, we've got uh, some brother called Hassan T. He said. Uh, is. <laughs> Q is for Qadr. Explain I, yourself, Hassan yeah, T. How, how, how would you. What do you mean? How would you use it in your street dial, bro? Hassan T. Oh, do you mean like as in. Ooh, this is fate that you've come to our store today. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Nice. You know, I've used that before. I've used that before when people say, I'm looking for a sign 
Mm. Maybe this was the sign. This was the fate, the sign that, you know, that you were supposed to come here. So, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that actually believe in, like, fate and destiny. Oh, yeah. These concepts. So it's a very good pathway. You know, I was speaking to our brother Imran. I don't know if he's still around. But Imran was talking about this as well. Imran, like, we realized and what we found is that a lot of people, not necessarily atheists, they're not necessarily, like, they're not necessarily they don't follow a religion per se either they're people who are very spiritual and i think there mm. is there is a massive um sector of people who are quite spiritual but they don't have a religion or a faith 100%. there you go see there you go see keeping it simple mate keep it simple all right good Okay, any more? Uh, not that I can okay. see. Anyway, I, got, I got one more. I've got one more for you. Okay, well then. So this is what I... Actually, I've got two. I've got two. Oh, oh, someone's dropped a good one. Okay, go on. Yeah. yeah nice. That's a good one, you know. You know when... Okay, so... Brothers, when would you when would you start talking about Qiyama then? Is it... Is it... Is it if you speak to an older person, or is that sort of a... Wow. So I talk about, like, death yeah. and the hereafter, or I don't know. Possibly. Maybe. You know what? Maybe. In all honesty, maybe. Because, look, like I said before, it's about giving what the person needs, all right? And maybe they need to hear that, you know? Maybe they yeah. do need I have a story for one of the brothers um, in Japan. He's a Dai, well-known Dai. And um, he said he came to Islam because... He never had the answer to this question, which he had in his mind, which was the idea of justice. You yeah. know, he had like, why are people suffering? Why, you know, some people that are really wealthy, why are, you know, some people really poor and, and, and suffering? And, you know, why are people getting away with a lot of atrocities? And, you know, um, and they, you know, they, they don't be, seem to be called to account. So this idea of justice. And an ultimate day of justice is very powerful when you're speaking to people because they're like, okay, this is, you know, makes sense now. Mm -hmm. uh, even though people may get away with stuff in this world, ultimately when we die, our religion teaches us there's going to be a day of judgment and everything will be, you know, uh, put in a balance and they'll be held to account. So it's a very powerful conversation. Again, a spiritual conversation you can get into with people. Yeah, good point, Alhamdulillah. No, I, I, I do think I do think a lot of the times when you talk about the day of judgment, Qiyamah, I mean, really it's it it, it kind of comes after you've established a lot of things, right? Establishing you've established that there is a creator, you've established that the creator is one, who Allah is, the Quran, the revelation. And I think in terms of a sense of urgency, in terms of a sense of urgency for to make them realize that this is not just about you know more than this life there's more to this life um and it's not something to just think oh yeah i'll think about it in a few years time no this is this is something serious this is something that we've got to think about and you know um and um make a decision about and i'm not to say i'm not me not saying sitting here and saying we we we, we rush people or we um and all these cues are coming now i can see all these cues coming. <laughs> we rush people or we um we uh, we force them, of course not. Yeah. But there is, there should be, brothers and sisters, there should be a sense of urgency when it comes to them understanding that this is, a, you know, this is a reality. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, what have we got? 
So here's a question, Ranjam. What is the best strategy to explain Islam while giving Dawah in a way that we explain well, as well as to get shahadas? So this is the whole bit <laughs> we've been doing. So brother, sister Ran, Ranjam, go to Stream Islam on YouTube and go look for the playlist for the A to Z of Street Dawah and you'll see all this. Also, what you can do is you can go to training.aira.org and sign up for their Dawah training course. And you can find that there, inshallah. And then you can uh, go to, go do that course as well. That's also going to give you some real good uh, tips and strategies on how to actually give dawah, how to start the conversation and what to say as well. Yeah. So, yeah, go to that um, website as well, inshallah. All right. Any other questions? What else we got? Quick. Quick. It's a bit more explanation. Yeah. No, I think we talked. To, well, ooh, yeah. What do you mean by quick? Just that I show. Quick. We thought we, what we, well, I think you came a bit like we were talking about. Having you know, quick not a quick discussion, but quick questions to engage, start a discussion to get them to engage because people are running, rushing by all the time. But if you have a quick question, that might that might spark an interest. So, um, so that was what we met about was what we had by with quick questions. Quick questions, keep going. What else we got, Richie? Uh, quick, no, that's not coming up. Quick one, like a role model, yeah, yeah. talking definitely. about profit, definitely, absolutely agree with that. Since I said quotes, well, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I actually wouldn't think about that. We're yeah, having, you know, um, I would say to stick to uh, Quranic quotes. Uh, that's not me saying <laughs> you're going through all the different quotes of different religious books and texts or whatever else. Stick to the Quran. It's enough for us. So yeah, but that's a good one. Quotes. Yeah, just to add to that. Yeah, uh, what we can actually add to that is quotes from people who are. You know, sort of talking about Islam in a very positive way that are not Muslim. You yeah, know, this, this is a very powerful way to show that people who are not Muslim but they they've experienced Islam in a positive way, people that are well known, can use yeah. those quotes, and you're appealing to authority again. So, Sister Aisha explained, <laughs> clarified in terms of quick. I mean, as in people don't have all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I think it's a. It's 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 a it's a it's definitely and again I think you guys can speak about this as well. It's definitely a, um, a, a an art I would say to be able to give dawah in maybe what maybe you've got a space of five minutes yeah, in giving dawah maybe not even that yeah so it is definitely you know you know making sure that you do touch on the key points that you want to talk on and again brothers and sisters go to the training uh, uh, training.io.org. And you can have a look at the, the website there, there for the training course on how to give DAO the go wrap approach. That would be a good way. Uh, yeah, here's a quick here's a quick question. Do you know you will live forever? All right, good. Any more, Richie? Uh, quiz. Obviously, we mentioned it encourages question. Yeah, good, 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 good. All of that was good. Uh, Other... Imran Hussein from yeah. Epistemics has got Qadr. If a person is destined to be guided, he will be guided. So don't panic and try to force things. Just deliver the message clearly and leave the guidance to Allah. I think that's a good one for the for the Dai himself. Don't be that's worried nice. this person needs to become Muslim. You know, give that message in a good manner, a clear manner. And inshallah, you know, the, the heart will be opened. That's nice. I like that. I'm, uh, good. So I can go Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa Sorry, I had technical issue. I had to. I had to no go. problem, mate. No problem. What else we got, Richie? Any more? Let's have a look. Any more for any more? I think that's everything for Q that I can see. Yeah, I like this. I like this this statement here. Yeah, people are in a hurry and they don't want to listen. 
I agree with that somewhat, right? But I, I think at the same time, it's about building a rapport with someone as well. Like if you can build a rapport with someone, like you can have them, like if you can have a joke with them, a laugh with them, and have a real good, nice conversation, people will stay and talk. Well, I, well, I say that. I'm, 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 let me just put a caveat on there. The north of England, they will. <laughs> what about the south? All right. I think the south is like this guy here. Yeah. Like, I don't know about your side of things. Rich, uh, Sladin, would you say the same? Yeah, I mean, generally, you know, um, a lot of people, they are busy. Obviously, London is is a major city, and so there's a lot more people. And Yeah, people... no one likes London. Bro. <laughs> Londoners don't like London. Yeah, there's a lot of Londoners here that tune in, yeah. So um, the point is... It's you, bro. <laughs> the point is that, um, yeah, people are busy. Now, if we're, if we're seriously honest with ourselves, when we're out shopping with our families and we see someone who's got like a bucket or something is trying to engage you would avoid yeah. right because yeah. you have limited time so you have to respect that when you're actually engaging with someone respect their time as well you know yeah uh, and hold them up it's good at clock you know that's a really good point bro that is actually a really good point because put it in your, put yourself in their shoes how would you feel when it comes to this kind of stuff would you like would you like to be harassed or whatever else so you've got to think about that as well and then you got to think about how you would deal with it who said why, why are we ignoring your question what's your question bro i don't even see your question why are you people are ignoring my question what's your question bro find out bro find out i don't understand why we always get called out like this uh apex predator people judged you before you even say hello we need to make oh. sure we are presentable people do have time for something that sparkles in their eyes Where's the cue, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, talked about, we did, we did uh, presentation for P. I agree with episode, everything you but... said. We did presentation, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah, yeah we did it. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, it's a good right. one. But no, I, I, good points. Good points. I'll do that. Those witnessing your upright character may become curious about Islam and then research about the teachings of Islam themselves. Cool. Someone likes oh. London. Oh, that was a... a a comment to a brother, okay, a brother's response. All right, sorry, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up, man. These comments are all over the place. Uh, well, yeah, well, where are we right now? Mm, yeah, I guess so. I guess we could. I mean, look, look, are we going to be specific when it comes to street dower? I think keep on the no, uh, no, is actually. Spamming this uh, question. Um, so if you want to go to him, go okay. to him. This is this question. What question is talk about how to explain uh, explain to children about Allah? Because my niece and nephew ask me such questions and I can't answer them properly. What would you this say? Is to a big, with? This is a big things. I don't think it's that big. No, no. I what think, I mean, the yeah. big things is people. So many people oh. ask the same question. I have a nephew, I have a son, like I have a three years old, Surabaya is like, so mashallah, tabarakallah, few kids. So most of, some people, they, you know, if they, we don't have the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's one thing is to just to memorize the name of Allah and one, another thing is to know Allah. Know Allah and knowing about Allah is two different things. So it's like, it's, it's a foundation for any, any parents. They have to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his attribute. And that's so that they can teach their kids the who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is, I think, this is the most important things. You must tell them 
who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, you cannot worship or fall in love with something or someone that you don't know. That's simply impossible. You can't love something that you've never seen or you don't know. So I think this is the most important thing. Sorry, Johnny. From a practical sense, I think what's important is to just keep it simple. When you talk about who Allah is, keep it simple. Keep it fun. Keep it engaging. Right? And uh, focus on who Allah is. Just focus on the oneness of Allah, Tawheed. But I think it's important as well, brother or sister, um, uh, that you also understand and you know, um, you know, you have knowledge of who Allah is mm. before you tell others. And I love this. I love it. You know, what I, I love when other brothers and sisters get involved and give advice as well, man. This is good. So uh, yeah. Basil says here that we have storybooks about Islam, the Prophet and everything for children. So, yeah, use those use those resources that are already out there to talk at them. You know, even if you get you, you can find many YouTube videos. You can, uh, now we can send as well if they go to Ayura, we can send them uh, books on the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have it, yeah, it's for free, you know, it's free, yeah. But I would say, I would say, uh, you know, try out some of these websites. I know some some websites are designed for kids as well, so you know, go to those as well, inshallah. Use the resources that are available to you, alhamdulillah. Sorry, um, Richie, uh, oh. uh, the stories of the prophets, yes. It's good, maybe. especially maybe with Christians. That'd be quite good. Yeah, not not. Yeah, I guess so. Not just with Christians, but I think it's. Uh, yeah, not actually. Yeah, with Christians, I think it's a good one. But also, just generally in terms of, um, you know, um, talking about their Tao itself, you know, that would be probably a good one. I've got one. Go on. Uh, quarrel or quarrelling. Quarrelling. Okay, nice. <laughs> Fancy word like, of to do it or not to do it? It's a fancy word to say arguing, isn't it? <laughs> That's the people of London uh, for you. Quarrel has more um, more feeling behind it. Like, more... <laughs> yes, it's feel like, it more. Talk Quarreling, talk to me. Yeah, so obviously, you know, when we're doing our dawah, uh, you're engaging in conversations, you, you're talking to people with different backgrounds, different ideas, different worldviews. And so when you're exchanging these ideas and trying to present Islam and explain to them, there's going to be a bit of friction sometimes, you know, disagreements, yeah. let's say. And, you know, we got to be very careful that, you know, we don't go the, down the path where, you know, we can, you know, agree to disagree, but then, you know, really, you know, not take into account that person's view and get into this idea of back and forth and quarreling. And, you know, debating, because what it does, it leaves a bad taste in that person's mouth. Yes. And one of the important things when doing street dawah is you want to end the conversation or the engagement in the positive manner, even if they don't agree with what you're saying. Because a lot of the times you find that people put up a front, you know, when you're speaking to them uh, face to face. But when they go back into their own lives, when they're alone and when they contemplate, a lot of people then do that because they had a good sort of interaction so quarreling is good yeah it's not a good idea <laughs> good one i like that bro alhamdulillah avoid quarreling guys on, the, on the, a lot a lot of the quarreling side of things is ego man a lot of it's to do with ego All right what else we got richie got a, a comment from twitch uh salam alaikum from a convert from norway norway as a barber i love this it's the perfect evolution of beards <laughs> Wait a minute, where are we starting? Where are we starting? <laughs> All right, where do we start? Where do we end? We start here, Johnny, right? 
Ricky, me then Saladin. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you're stronger. Brother and sister said, "Thanks for No problem. Gabriel said, "Slam! I can't believe I'm late. I wanted to say cues for Quran." Bro, man. An hour and eight minutes ago, we talked about that one. Where, where is Imran going with this one? Kurbani, Kurbani. bro. Oh, right. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Go on. Go on. Jago, sacrifice. Sacrificing your time and energy. We're not. We're not getting the lambs and goats yet. And <laughs> it's more about you sacrificing your time and energy to do the dawah. All right. Good. Yeah. I'm doing that. <laughs> the brother on Twitch said he lives in North Norway. Mashallah, thank you for tuning in. Mashallah, we're live every Monday at 7 o'clock. Yeah, man. Tune in. Yeah, man. Sister Aisha had a quick question. Do you think that we need to be qualified to speak on some matters? Look, 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 look. look. I've been writing oh, my you, You've still got more. I'm shocked. Man. Qualified written down, man. All right, nice. I like it. Good. Qualified. I had it written down, but yes, qualified. You need a degree? <laughs> PhD? I don't know whether I agree or disagree. Well, no, I do. I do. No, I don't. I don't. So I'm going to take. I'm going to take what Sheikh Uthaymin said about this, and um, I haven't got the quote to hand. Cue for quotes. Uh, but <laughs> I think Sheikh Uthaymin said, Rahimahullah said something along the lines of, "A person doesn't need to necessarily be a scholar when it comes to giving dawah, but whatever they are giving dawah, whatever they are referring to or conveying." They should have knowledge of that thing. Hmm. So, um, yeah, you often hear that in the when scholars explain the hadith about convey from me, yeah. even if it's one verse, right, they yeah. often clarify as long as you understand at least what you're trying to convey. Yes. Right, yeah. yeah, but at the same time, I do think qualification. But how, how do you define qualification, Islamically speaking? Right? Hmm. How do you, you know, is you know, because you've been on the Aira course, you've got a certificate now. You're uh, now you 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 can go and give dawah. Uh, that's your your you can teach dawah or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how that would how that would work, or if I wrote you a qualification or whatever. I don't know. But but I think there is an element of qualification that is required, especially if you if not if you're not qualified, but you know someone who is, and then you can maybe also discuss them with them, inshallah, on certain things. But I have a teacher when I talk to. I have a, uh, we all I think we all have teachers when it comes to. Um, um, you know, when it comes back down to when you're on the Dow stall, certain questions might be asked. You refer back to people of knowledge as well. I, we all we all kind of do that. Johnny, you were going to say something, Johnny? I was going to say this is a very good question. I mean, look, this is uh, like like you already quoted a sheikh. I think it goes with a multi-dimensional uh, this approach. So, like, what does it mean, like, for you to be qualified? Do I need to go to Medina University and do the, my all the courses? Read all the sirah, but that's I'm not gonna go there. What I'm trying to say is a Muslim doesn't humiliate himself by, by knowing that. So when I'm talking to someone giving dawah, and I must know what I'm talking about. If I don't know that particular subject, I'll not talk about that. But I think in my heart there is a deep burning desire to convey the message of Allah, but I don't have all the knowledge, but that that should not stop me to convey the message of Allah. You speak True. to them like if you just, if you just can say with the sincerity, you know, because you love Allah. The reason that you want to give dawah, you want khair for the nas, the humanity, because you found something amazing and you want to share, because you love Allah. You want to tell them, look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there. You have a rob. 
he's a ludud. If you just know that much, even you cannot give any other rational argument. You say, brother, Allah is loving. Tell me. You don't know. But if you just can tell him, like, whatever, you just know from your heart, that's fine. But I'm not going to necessarily speak to someone who is asking me about the evolution. And I have no knowledge of evolution. I say, brother, I don't know anything. But all I can tell you, this is what I believe, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created everything. He's my Rob. He's loving. You know what I mean? You get the point. So yeah. that nothing should stop you giving dawah, but you should not humiliate yourself. What I mean by that, that you should know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's a really, really powerful that's point. Good, yeah. I even wrote that down while you were talking about it because I was thinking, I was thinking about, you know, when I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to um, quantify my statement about, you know, about, like, it's, uh, you don't have to be qualified. But at the same time, like, there are situations where people who are, who are qualified or who have a better um, degree of knowledge should be the people that are doing this and not others, right? And I, what I mean by that, for example, you've seen it. You've seen it. Uh, even we've seen it in, in our in our day and age right now. There are there are um, uh, you know debates and stuff, right? Although I have my own opinion on certain debates, right? But you know when we see our brothers giving debates, bro, I am I'm so happy to see that. There are certain brothers doing it. But when I see other people doing it, I'm like, no, you need to stop. You don't do it. Do not do it. It's going to make us look bad, Islam look bad, mm. and it's going to, going to crush the spirit of a lot of Muslims sometimes, you know? So I do think it's got to be, it's got to be the right people. And if that means qualified people, then fair be. You know, all, all, you know that's, that's what it's got to be. And, and, and look, I, and I give examples further of like, like let's, I, I talked about this before, about the Jordan Peterson and our brother Muhammad Hijab, right? Like he was the right person compared to other people. I would I would not have put other people in that position. No, Muhammad Jab was the one that he did a good job. Generally speaking, he did a good, he did a good job, right? He did um, certainly. He did. But but I wouldn't give that role or to give that to someone else to do it. I would you know stick with people that are, are able to do it and you know people who've got their forte and things like that. Our brothers at EF Dower, you know you know there are there are there are those on there who are knowledgeable, who are qualified, who've got the experience. Again, these are other 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 brothers, and I mean, and I mean that all with uh, with all sincerity. And I don't mean to 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 criticize those that or anyone else, but I'm saying that we should definitely have the right people to do the right job, and that goes across the board. That's not, you know, that that's even for us as well. I mean, I wouldn't sit and do debates personally. I'm not the type of person who would. I wouldn't. Do, I wouldn't. I would never do anything like that to debate these type of people. But I know there are people out there within our ummah, within the within the Dawah sphere, that should be doing that kind of stuff, and they should be doing it. Yeah. I have a comment on that as well. I think you know, we're talking about street dawah and you're talking about you know being qualified. So training is obviously essential. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not just a simple case of you know just doing an IRA course and now you're qualified day, like you said. Yeah. I think linked to this is, is experience. So you know, some of the practices, some of the dawah sort of teams that are a bit more experienced implement if someone is new and they want to you know get engaged in dawah. Um, in order to get that extra, you could call it, you know, qualification or experience, is they're not allowed to really engage with members of the public for a few weeks. They're there to observe, to hand yes. out flyers, you know, until they feel comfortable. They can see how people are engaging in a correct way, in a positive way. And yeah. so that makes them, you know, qualified to yeah. do better dawah. I think very this is very important. Very good point, bro. Very good point. Right. Um, you done?
Yeah, uh, oh, I think it's really really got through Q today, man. I want... yeah, got to you. Oh, we sat there, be... guys. You got to understand, yeah. We sat before the show. We were like, we're all, we're gonna get through Q easily because it's only Quran. I only had one more. I had one more. <laughs> you want me to say it? Go on. It doesn't make sense, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah, it's quota. Or getting a, a set number. What? Yeah, as in, don't think I've done my quota and that's it, right? Don't think that my... you know what, I've had three conversations with the Dallas Store today. I've done my bit. No, it doesn't work like that. There's no quota in that's your Dallas. Right? Actually, I would disagree with you. So, <laughs> no, go on, say what are you got to say. You can leave, bro. You used to get, go on. I didn't talk to me. Go on. What are you going to say? So. Uh, essentially, what you're saying is correct, but remember when we're doing right. in one essence, but you're incorrect in another essence. So, when it comes to doing dawa, you know, we have different metrics that you can use to measure. And so, when you're talking about quota, you're specifically talking about you know, people you're engaging in, or maybe some people may say, you know, how many people embrace Islam. But if you look at the past and you look at the prophets. Basically, a better metric, <laughs> a better metric probably would be the hours you put in, you know, the effort you put in. So that could be used as a quota. So say, for example, you're part of a dawa team, you know, that's doing street dawa, and you're committed to giving, I don't know, six or eight hours a month. That's your okay. quota of dawa hours. So make sure that you fulfill your quota, right? And on that note, brothers and sisters, we'll come to the end of the show. That... <laughs> I'll let you have that one, Saladin. But yeah, but you know what? Good point on that. So we can take quarter from another another way. Of thinking. I think I think you're talking about mentality, though, Sahil. It shouldn't be, oh, I've done my bit now. I can sit back, right? But Saladin's got a good point there. And that is that if you've, if you've said that you are going to dedicate two hours to the dower, make sure you stick to it. Yeah, if that's your quarter, make sure you stick to it. I... Don't like the idea, and, and I think it's, a, it's an attitude and it's a mindset, bro. I don't like the idea of just going, I'm like, imagine this, bro. Imagine this. Let's just give you an example, bro. Imagine this, Saladin. So you've got a volunteer who says, yeah, I'm going to give you, bro, I'm going to dedicate two hours to you, yeah? And they're on the Dow store, right? And they're, like, giving Dow to someone, and uh, then they're like, oh, two hours is up. There they go. Mm. Oh, look, you got to be realistic at the same time. You know, when people are volunteering... Yeah. Of course, you want to encourage people to give as much power as possible. But at the end of the day, you want to make it as simple and easy as possible for the people that, especially nope. volunteer, right? And so you don't want to make it too difficult that you're putting too much pressure on them. Nope. Saying, you know what? <laughs> we want you to, because what you could do that can lead to a negative sort of impact in that person. Because like you said, people have busy lives, they have families, they have work, they have all of the other elements. I get it. it if they commit to two hours, as long as they do the two hours that they commit, no, I get it. No, no, I get what you're saying. Imagine, but imagine the scenario I've given you, bro. Is that, and this is a mindset, I'm talking about a mindset, right? Like, imagine that they're giving dawa and then they actually turn around and go, Well, I've done my two hours. They're in the middle of a dawa conversation with someone. In the middle of a dawa conversation. I mean, look, common sense, bro. If you're in the middle of a dawa conversation, I just want to make people to leave. But yeah, I mean, you should try and. I agree with you, though. Generally speaking, I agree with you. If you if you said you're dedicating two hours, then you should dedicate the two hours. 
But my point was, I was making was, is that if if a person's like, you know, in the middle of a conversation, then they're like, well, no, my two hours is up. I'm going. So that's true. Really a good mindset to have. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Good, alhamdulillah. All right, guys. On that note, I think we'll finish there. Jazakumullah khairan to all my brothers here, the panel. Uh, Jazakumullah khairan to all of you for your contributions and your, uh, your thoughts on this. We, we, we did well, I think, alhamdulillah. We did a good one. Quirky. Alhamdulillah. May Allah accept from us. Amen. Amen. So, yes. Uh, brothers and sisters, reminder, we are here now at the new time of Mondays at 7 p.m. for the Dawa Hour. We've got a, few, a lot of different shows. We're still trying to get through this uh, A to Z of Dawa, Street Dawa. I thought we'd get far. We thought we were going to get far today, but we only did Q. So inshallah, we'll, we'll get through. Inshallah, we'll get through it. So yes, uh, brothers and sisters, please still stay tuned at the new time. And uh, yeah, we will uh, continue doing what we're doing. Inshallah, and uh, may Allah make it a benefit for all of you and for us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum.